What's up, Bold Ones? Welcome to the Cold Ones and Bold Ones podcast. We have our Tuesday holiday episode here. I know everybody is going to be very bored at week trying to figure out what to do at work. I know I've been there and I know many others have been there this week. While we still have to work this week, thank you, Corporate America, for making us work on a holiday week. But I know we're all trying to figure out what to do. So I think the perfect thing would be to plug in this podcast while you're working. And we also have Ryan and Styers on. So take it away, guys. You can go first, Styers. I'll give you, I'm feeling the holiday cheer. So you can go first. You can rant for a little bit. Oh, well, how sweet of you. Psych! Suck a dick! <laughs> I'm going first because I was here first. That's how this works. Learn your place, Styers. Um, oh, fuck I, you then. Okay. I have some pent-up energy. Um, I've been, Ugh. I mean, work right now, it, it isn't what it is. I mean, it's the work week of Christmas. I really don't know why we have work, but we do. And now it's just kind of time to relax a little bit and enjoy the, the, the fruits of your labor. Hopefully you've worked hard this entire year. And this week's kind of, I don't want to say a give me because you still have to do some work here and there. But if you've been on top of your stuff over the entire year, this year's kind of like a coast or this week's kind of like a coast. It's basically the last week of school, like elementary school before finals were a thing. I mean, it's pretty much what it is. Uh, I mean, speak for y'all, for me, like I, for my job, like I have a monthly set list that of stuff that I need to get done. And it's just month. Uh, wash rinse repeat for me basically and that's kind of where i'm at um wash rinse repeat maybe next week is just kind of like oh yeah yeah i gotta or i don't have to do very much but no uh also taking off like all fridays this uh, month has kind of done that for me uh it basically if you've been on top of your stuff the entire year like i said this is your coast (laughs) week but some people were playing hooky and now it's caught up to them. Yep. So you would rather just sit at work, sending the entire group Snapchats, complaining about how bored you are. That's the American dream. Yep. Exactly. Complaining about not working hard. Nothing better than that. Okay. All right. All right. I'll remember that. Okay. That's interesting. No, um, for me, uh, tomorrow is my last. Tomorrow is Wednesday. It's my last day of work before Christmas, and I'm very excited. I words cannot describe how excited I am just to talk. Uh, just to be free for the holidays. I stopped by uh, the liquor store for me. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to travel with my family to go see my extended family, so oh, it's just going to um, be me. So, therefore, I treated myself by buying a uh, 15-year single malt scotch, single ooh. malt scotch, and some cigars. Triple digits. Nice. Wait, is Riley gone too? Uh, Riley will be leaving. Uh, what is it? She said she'll be busy Christmas Eve with her family, and then she's leaving Christmas Day to go visit her grandparents, and she'll oh, be man. gone for a couple days. Uh, but uh, sorry, what was I? I was just saying, as a man who's been alone for seven days with nothing but <laughs> Halo, you're about to get really good at Halo. Scotch and Halo. I am quite well aware. He's sitting there with a cigar on his couch. The <laughs> Little rocks glass playing Halo. He gets his first double digit kill game. He's just like, I gotta take a break. Lights up his cigar real quick, just smokes it. He's like, This is what Babe Ruth felt like. 
but yeah, uh, no, it, it was, I, it was like eighty dollars, Christian. It it was like okay. a that's a good good price. Yeah, it was. Yeah, wow, it Glenlivet or Glenfiddich? It? Okay. No, it's Glenlivet. Yeah, definitely uh, know. Let me let me know how it is for sure. Oh, for sure, it's gonna be a good time. I'm so excited. Wait, Ryan, do you remember that one uh, single malt scotch that I got for you for your birthday? What is it? In 2020? Was it a, like malt lock or something? Yeah. Like the malt lock? I've had a lot of scotch, though. Or I had a lot of scotch in my life. I can't remember every glass of scotch I had. Mm -hmm. I had a a problem there for a while. (laughs) Uh, See, like, I saw that one, and it wasn't. It wasn't like too much more expensive, and I seriously con- contemplating buying that one. So my argument is that I think there's two things that are special for the holidays. One, I think scotch as a celebration drink, and cheesecake. So if I can have, I get to have both on Christmas. It's the first time in three months I'll be having an actual drink. I'll be having a scotch with a cigar, <laughs> with a slice of cheesecake, with homemade strawberry jam, peppered pepper strawberry jam on top. Oh, well, that so, sounds delightful. What about yeah. some nice dessert tamales? What about those? Oh, man, I forgot. Actually, I think there will be tamales there. I'll put, then I'll put some nice dessert queso on them. <laughs> and I bet you'll fucking enjoy them, too. Oh, it'll be fucking great. Oh, yeah. No, actually, I mean, that, before we get into everything, because we have to get into tech news, just one quick thing. I hate the aftertaste of sweet in my mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Like, when you have dessert, and like just like sweets left in your mouth and like it hurts your teeth because it's like your mouth yeah, is so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So I can kind of see like an after dessert tamale, like a palate cleanser tamale. I could see as an actual potential thing. Yeah, just kill it with some heavy spice. Yeah. I mean, like a decent tamale doesn't have to be heavily spicy, Christian, but it is a nice palate cleanser. <laughs> no, it's gotta be spicy. Yeah. I, I wanna hurt. Yeah. Put some pepper in there. That's how much I want to hurt. <laughs> Get it? Because I'm white. So pepper is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we, we definitely have a special treat for you guys here. This is be our last cold ones of the week, really of the year. This will be our last one of the year. So I guess I'll go ahead and start right now. I've just cracked open a Dreamsicle from Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Uh, this is basically like an ice cream bar, but it's a beer. And this is the first time I've ever bought it in the can. I've only got it at the brewery, which is an awesome brewery. If you're ever in Houston, definitely go. Beautiful views of downtown Houston. Just incredible. It's right next to Styers and I Apartments, which is super cool. It's quite literally yeah. two blocks away. Yeah, it's super close. You just don't want to get stuck behind the train and try Fuck not to jump trains. on try not to jump on any moving trains. Shout out um, right outside of the, the brewery. It, it does make for a funny experience, though. So if you want to brave the brave the moving train then go right ahead but would not recommend but anyways i thought it was really funny on this can it is an ice cream truck but it has the houston wire wheels from the slabs on it Hmm. so if you know the houston car scene you see those old cadillacs driving around with those big wire wheels that stick out like three feet on the rims well exactly the 80 foals Anyways, on the ice cream truck on the can, it has the wire wheels. So I thought that was a nice, funny Houston touch. Hell yeah, boy. Interesting. Um, so my cold one of the week is, yet again, the Shiner 1909 Heritage Lager. And whoa, boys, whoa, 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 whoa. 
That's a lazy man. That's a lazy cold one. What about to say? I'm going Rehash. through what's in my fridge. I'm sorry. You don't have to pick when you're drinking right now or what you have in your fridge. You I've given cold ones of the week young, that I don't home, have. You bring home a beautiful young lady called Malt Scotch, and you're telling me it's not your cold one? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be my Malt Scotch, but uh, since it is the holiday season. Um, Eggnog. <laughs> Tamales. I, 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 since it's going to be um, like 80 degrees on Christmas Day in Houston, um, I'm also, yeah, I'm also tempted to break out my cold one of the week. It is the El Dorado 12 year, uh, 12 year rum. Uh, you can sip that son of a bitch just like a glass of whiskey and God damn, is it smooth? Yeah, see, that's a good one. That's a great one. Okay, it's time my, my cold one. My cold one is going to be a shout out to a brewery in Oklahoma City. Uh, my brother-in-law introduced me to it. It is Lively Beer Works. They have a fantastic Mexican pale ale. Ooh. They also do a pretty good milk stout. Ooh, um, oh, when, nice. I, when I was Perfect. drinking over the summer, which was quite a bit because I was unemployed, <laughs> so you drink. Um, <laughs> I drink a lot of those milk stouts and it shows. So I'd recommend the milk stout. <laughs> my, if you're in Oklahoma City, give Lively Beer Works um, a heads up. Hit them, get a milk stout, get a Mexican pale ale, and enjoy yourself. I mean, um, milk stout right right about now does oh, yeah. sounds absolutely delightful. Yeah, we're yeah. definitely in the heart of dark beer season, that's for sure. That is for sure. I mean, I'd argue that dark beer is always the go-to, but I'm also a very large man. So, Well, like in the summertime, it's like drinking a heater, especially in, in Houston. Bring the it's heat. Just... Bring the heat. <laughs> Live for that shit every yeah. day. I, I mean, a little the, more citrusy, or yeah. Well, the, the, pro- the problem with trying to drink a dark beer in Houston in the summer is that if you don't drink your beer in quite literally fifteen to twenty minutes, your beer is now warm. Well, who takes fifteen to twenty minutes for a beer? That's like impossible. See, this, mm. I say stuff like this is more and more like this is why <laughs> I have stopped drinking. I need a healthy relationship with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> yeah, man. Mm-hmm. whatever tech news let's get to tech news (laughs) fuck you guys so yeah no you can't drink uh those dark beers in houston because they're too warm and they're just syrupy by the time you're like halfway through it and you gotta wait till it's november december like you can only drink them from november through you're pushing it by mid-april but okay, now yeah. moving on uh, to tech news. Um, I mean, <laughs> only because we love you, Ryan. Only because we love you. Whatever. Uh, so uh, over the weekend, uh, Texas Tech men's basketball uh, faced off against the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Fun fact: first time this is their third meeting, but first time that they met while not in the tournament. Um, mm. Yeah. <sighs> Well, um, did not fact, know that. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, Tech did play without TJ Shannon. Yeah. And that hurt. That hurt dearly. Um. But yeah, take it away. Do you do you all have any thoughts about this game? I mean, we played them close pretty much the whole game until the end, which was super nice. And we didn't even have our best player out there on the floor, so we were definitely competitive until Gonzaga just went on that crazy run. So we definitely didn't get blown out. We played them better than that team in Austin played them, which is 
I, I would consider a win. I mean, you're playing a top five team at a neutral side, a team that a lot of people would probably favor to win the whole thing. Definitely in the top three of that list, most likely. And I think we played them well. So I think our team did show out well, and I'm excited for the Big 12 season coming up. Yeah, I'm going to stand by what I said um, before the game started. I think it was on Thursday's show. You're asking me how I feel, and I said we're going to lose. And, of course, I'm a genius, um, so that came true. But more importantly, I remember saying precisely that if we held them under 70, I'm happy. And we held them to 69. Nice. 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 (laughs) So, I mean, I think that just kind of shows. I mean, the defense was tough. They played with a lot of heart. um, And no matter what happened, we kind of clawed ourselves back into Mm -hmm. the game. And that claw back for a little bit, I think we got with him, what, three or four? And then this, they just started raining down threes yeah. on us. Yeah, just badly. But we kept yeah. our ranking, though. We're still on the top 25. So I think we showed enough, but I don't think we really had a shot just yet. I think this team still needs to develop, needs to kind of get some more chemistry going, kind of figure mm-hmm. out the offense a little bit. And the defense is coming along perfectly. Um, I'm, I'm happy with where we stand right now. Definitely. Um, yeah, honestly, Outside of like that two and a half minute stretch there in the second half where Gonzaga literally hit like four threes consecutively. Yeah. Um, we were right there. Like we had pulled that yeah. game within to two points. Uh, I mean, that was a very, very good game. Um, I guess my only thing is that um, Terrence Shannon, like, Dear God, do we miss you? And for the love of God, Bacho needs to be starting. That man needs more minutes. Yeah. yeah. If he keeps playing the way he does, and they definitely will get him more minutes. No, for sure. But hey, for even sure. though we have a little bit of sadness there, we have kind of a bounce back game tomorrow at 1 p.m. Um, sure, it'll be a full arena again, even though it is winter break because Texas Tech fans just kind of show up. Uh, we're facing Eastern Washington. Um, I haven't looked too much into Eastern Washington. I think they're actually not too bad. Oh, they're six yeah. and five. Six and five. So I mean, that's not horrible. Um, but we're favored I by eighteen. Okay, never mind. They're bad. We should. Forward is really good. I think this is kind of a get healthy, get back game. Kind of get everything back on track. I don't think TJ's starting or it's coming back yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to rush him with the back issues. No. Backs are hard to come back from. I think he's going to be out for. Probably till Big 12 play. Yeah. I mean, the thing about that is this is definitely a more of a tune-up game. Um, but it's like the great Shannon Sharp says, if you're limping into the season, then you're going to be limping out of it. So I think this whole TJ Shannon injury battle and other injury battles is something that we're just going to have to deal with going through the, the gauntlet, which is the Big 12, which is by far the best basketball conference. There's no easy out. Every game is a tough game and basically a tournament game. So it's definitely going to be a tough grind, but I think we can finish definitely in the top half of the conference. Uh, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that because outside of the top tier, which is Baylor and Kansas, mm-hmm. I mean, that, yeah. that next tier is up for grabs for between Tech, Oklahoma, and UT. I yeah. guess UT. Um, yeah, we want to win even, the midfield. Yeah, even Iowa State's right there. Like Iowa State's really good this year. Oh yeah. Um, no, I'm very interested to see how this um, how this year in basketball uh, plays out once conference play uh, starts up. It's gonna be a lot of fun, boys. Buckle up. Or uh, as uh, South Park would say, "Buckle up, buckaroo." Buckaroo. 
<laughs> we're sending buckaroos. There's two of us or three of us, I guess, in fact. But while basketball has been pretty great, let's kind of shift the idea to football because that's what I care about. At least right now, I care about more. I was actually talking to Styers last night. We were t- discussing this over Halo when I was fucking wrecking people's faces. <laughs> um, is that... It was honestly impressive last night what he was doing. <laughs> I've had a lot of All free right. time. Like, Megan being gone has been fantastic for my Halo game. Um, would recommend if you're trying to get better at Halo, just <laughs> the love of your life. Send the like, girl away. Send the girl away. <laughs> um, is that this? Is that we're at the time of year to where football has kind of overwhelmed me because there's just so much going on right now. Yeah. Like every day, there's like one or two games. There's like who's playing, what's happening on, like what's going on over there, what's happening here. Oh my god, there's more football. Oh, I'm a little overwhelmed. Um, so I haven't been paying as much attention because it's still a point where I'm just kind of brain dead from it. But I'm still excited about probably I think the best bowl game outside of the playoffs. I'm not just saying yep. that as a tech, tech fan because the storyline is too rich. Yep. Texas Tech University versus Mississippi State in the Liberty Bowl. That is too rich. I think we're actually a week away from it. Uh, it's on the 28th. Today's yep. the 21st, so it's a week away. And I just expect this upcoming week to just be filled with stuff and, re- and storylines about what's going to happen. You know, definitely. I mean, I would say we're definitely in the best non-New Year's Six Bowl. The Baylor-Ole Miss top 10 matchup in the Sugar Bowl is probably – the best bowl game outside of the playoff games, but definitely like the best, like unranked team versus unranked power five matchup. This is for sure. Just because the Mike Leach versus his former school. Oh, I am so yeah. excited and I, yeah. for the, for Mike Leach press conferences. Like he's already, he's oh, already yeah. on a roll. Um, he, it is nothing short of a beautiful sight. Yeah. Um, but as for play on the field, I imagine Will Rogers, the Mississippi State quarterback, did light it up because all quarterbacks have lit us up. Yeah. Um, I want to see how Donovan Smith looks. I want to see how Tosh Brooks and Sir Roderick Thompson look. I want them to run wild. Oh, it, God, that would be so yeah, definitely. Well, if Coach Cumby back, which would be cool, we'll have the pump deck on the sideline and everything. So it should definitely be exciting. I think Mississippi State, they're favored by nine and a half. I do think they're going to take this game. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of Red Raiders there. Memphis is a great city to travel to. Um, Beale Street down there, which is Memphis's version of like Sixth Street or Bourbon Street, is definitely the real deal and absolutely belongs in the conversation with those two nightlife streets. Um, so I hope to see a lot of red and black being worn in Memphis. And I think it would be it's a great destination for well, Red Raiders to travel to. So I, I we'll think see. what we found uh, through the years is that um, Texas Tech alumni actually travel surprisingly oh, absolutely, well. Yeah. Um, and so I would not be surprised to see like a decent um, Texas Tech contingent yeah. there in Memphis. Yeah, I know if especially I Especially over going, the holidays. If I wasn't going to Colorado, like pretty much the day after this, then I'd probably would have considered trying to find my way to Memphis for this because it's definitely be a lot of fun um but yeah i see mississippi state taken i know the sec likes to maneuver their bowl matchups around to be most favorable for their conference to make them think they're so much better than everybody else it's just classic sec it's what they do um but yeah no the storylines here we're playing the pirate just it's going to be all-time tv for sure um yeah i to your point about uh, SEC maneuvering their bowl matchups to avoid uh, games that they lo- that they would more than likely mm-hmm. 
likely lose, it only makes it that much better whenever they still have a losing bowl record because they quote unquote because uh, their teams yep. quote unquote don't care about the bowl game. <laughs> yep, exactly. But no, we're excited and uh, shout out Jonathan Garibay for that 62 yard field goal to get us in this game. So that that definitely cannot go unmentioned. Yeah. So who do you got, Stiers? More than anything, I want like a classic Mike Leach shootout. Yeah. I don't but think we, I, I mean, I don't know if we want to shoot out. Oh God, no. No, oh, and I'm I'm definitely taking Mississippi State to win, but yeah. boo. I, I, boo. I'm going with the <laughs> Texas Tech Red Raiders. I am. I believe in us. I think we have plenty of time. And it's shown time and time again that when coaches have time to plan for Mike Leach, Mike Leach falls apart. He does. We have plenty of time to prepare for Mike Leach. I buy into the whole SEC doesn't care too much. I don't think Mississippi State really cares too much about the Liberty Bowl. The people, the players that are moving on have already checked out. We have a lot going on as far as guys trying to prove themselves to the new Coach McGuire. Not a single player on the Texas Tech roster so far has opted out of the bowl game, has entered the transfer portal. Everyone's still there. Everyone. Everyone's still committed. Everyone is still determined. And I think they want to finish this season after getting their asses kicked by Oklahoma State and barely losing to Baylor, I think they just want one more taste of victory in their mouth going into the new year. And I think they're going to want this more. And I think if we can get the ball running and get a good running game going and have a little bit of a uh, replay action going on, I think we have a great chance. Yeah, no, it'd definitely be an exciting game. I definitely want to win this one, but really I'm just happy to be here. Like I'm happy that we got that sixth win and we just get another game to go watch and yell at the TV and just enjoy our, or nice f- college football. I mean, honestly, same. Like, I, I, I'm just happy we're here. If we went, I'm, I would be fucking ecstatic. Yeah. But I've learned many times before, don't get my hopes up. Yeah, especially on the replay reviews. I, I've just accepted that we get screwed on those, okay. no matter what it should be or what, what it is. New just... era, pump the pump jack, man. <laughs> pump the pump jack, new era. Get hyped. PJ, get ready. PJM, baby. Real quick, before we go to the rest of our bowl games, we have something very important to discuss, something that I think is in everyone's hearts and we're kind of worried about, something very tragic and upsetting that has affected millions of Americans. And that is the baseball walkout. <laughs> hey, God, well, this is not a laughing matter. Thousands upon thousands of baseball fans are going to the Reddit. They're going to the Twitter. They're going to the Facebook, and they can't look up Mike Trout's stats right now. How many home runs did he hit? I don't know. I can't look it up. It's impossible to tell. He didn't hit enough to win a playoff game, I'll tell you that. I, I, who, was, who won the last playoff series? I can't tell you either because it's all Not the Astros. Who knows? We, none of, no one knows because the history is no longer there. So, Styers, please inform America, is baseball still dead? Baseball still dead. Um, Got what next? Soccer. <laughs> I actually do have a quick baseball update, though. Oh, We're going to go to the rank <laughs> of college baseball, where the Texas Tech Red Raiders are preseason ranked number four in the nation. So Boys. we got a top five ranking to start the season. So Boys, I, I think do you, we got a do you Omaha know what, Do you know what that makes us in baseball? 
A blue blood. A goddamn blue blood. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Tadlock is probably the best college baseball coach out there. I know I went to a few games in my time at Tech, and I was sitting next to uh, one of the dads of the players in the team, and the player came from the Chicago area in Illinois. We're like, why are you here? Like, why did you send your son here? And he's like, because this was the best program. Like, as soon as we got the Tech offer, like, this is the most prestigious place to be. So we're coming here. It's like the kids who come all the from all over the country and go to Bama. Just like, this is the best. So we're coming here. That's how they feel about tech baseball. Bam. Yeah. So what is it? As far as like top tier uh, baseball programs, I mean, there's Va- Vanderbilt. I mean, yeah. like that is literally the class. And then there's everybody else. Yeah. It's SEC um, and Big 12, basically. Yeah. Um, Vanderbilt's a class. Arizona State's pretty good. They have a rich tradition. Florida State has a very rich uh, tradition of baseball but was it a few years ago like their all-time great manager retired so they're they're still building back up from that um that school in austin i hate to say has a pretty rich tradition as well of cheaters just saying well yeah obviously yeah that's just a good pretty pretty good to be good when you cheat yeah Yeah. even the astros yeah, whatever. Um, who who are the Astros? I'm I'm googling Astros right now, and I just get asteroids. I mean, there's I, a blink, I get asterix. There's a blink link for the MLB.com that just says the Houston team. I don't know. I don't know anything about baseball anymore because it's all been blacklisted. I can't tell you. Baseball's still dead. Everyone. That was our baseball update. Now on to Bullfest. It's time for Bullfest. So what we're gonna do here is really just kind of flip a coin. Because let's be honest, we don't have enough time to go through all these games. We're not season professionals. And more importantly, after Bowl Fest, we have to talk about Spider-Man. So basically, if you don't hear us talk about college football and you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, go ahead and turn it off. I'll give a warning later on to make sure we don't give any spoilers. But we're basically going to go through what we think are the best bowl games real quick. And then go, actually, Christian will give spoilers. That's his favorite thing to say. Yeah. Um, but we'll go through real quick, kind of give a heads or tails, keep track, and then we'll make fun of Styrus for being dead last. rude but okay (laughs) okay so first game we have going on we have a battle for florida surprisingly we have ucf university of central florida versus the university of florida florida is favored by seven yeah give me future big 12 ucf here stires uh god both of these teams sucked ass give me florida i'm gonna go university of central florida so stires is wrong (laughs) <laughs> now we have Missouri versus Army. Army is actually favored by six and a half. Give me Missouri here. Give me Army all day. All right, I'm, like going Missouri takes them. I'm going Army as well. Give me that triple option. Maybe two passes. All right. To number 20, University of Houston versus Auburn. This may actually be a really good game. Auburn's favored yeah. by two and a half. Uh, give me U of H. Bo Go Cougs. Bo Picks has transferred to uh, Oregon, and their backup quarterback yeah. is trash. Yeah. Crash. So we have UCLA versus number 18, North Carolina State. North Carolina State is favored by a point. Uh, North Carolina State. Yeah, give me the Wolfpack. I'm going to go UCLA. I think Chip's sissy play. blue shirts. That, that uh, sissy blue is about <laughs> to run run through North Carolina. I just don't trust ACC teams. I don't trust the American Coastal mm-hmm. Conference. I don't trust them. I, I mean, I kind of trust Clemson. Atlantic. 
Atlantic. Well, your face is dumb. Um, <laughs> so let's move on. West Virginia, Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's oh. favored by four and a half. Honestly, give me Minnesota. West Virginia was so bad this year. Give me Seth Daggy's brother and the Big 12 team, West Virginia. Oh, wow. I'm going to go Minnesota as well. Okay, number 19, Clemson. Hmm, that's weird. Uh, versus <laughs> Iowa State. Iowa State better get him, so I'm just going to pick him out of pure hope. Uh, give me Brock Purdy all day. Oh, wait, no. Um, Brees Hall has opted out of this game. I do remember that. What about those tight ends, though? They still have those tight ends going? As far as I know, those tight ends are there, so give me Iowa State. Go on Iowa State as well. I just – I hate Clemson, so. Yeah. All right, number 14, Oregon versus number 16, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is favored by four and a half. I don't know how or why because half their roster has transferred out. Give me Oregon. I'm taking OU here. Oregon just lost I'm their so coach shocked. and everything. I'm so shocked. Oh, yeah. yes, because OU hasn't. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, I still, I'm still taking OU here. I'm, you got, you got Stiers. You got Oregon? I got Oregon. Fuck it. Oklahoma. North Carolina versus South Carolina. North Carolina is hey, by nine. Ryan, you miss, messed that up. I'm fixing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, no one knew that. You didn't have to point it out, Dick. Cool. <laughs> well, for actually, those people yeah. who are not aware, I have, a, I have a Google a Google Doc where I keep everything professionally and then go through and keep tabs. And uh, basically, I've just decided that if I choose against Andrew most of the time, I win. So it's pretty, wow. okay. pretty easy strategy. Pretty easy strategy. <laughs> Okay, so North Carolina versus South Carolina. Give me Mac Brown. Um, oh God. Yeah, give me Mac Mac Brown, Mac Attack, and Sam Howell. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Raffy, but I'm going North Carolina. (laughs) All right, Pittsburgh versus no offense, Raffy. This is actually a kind of interesting game because both stars for each team are has opted. Yeah. Definitely. Michigan State is still fared by two and a half. Yeah, it's a top I, um, 15 matchup. I'm going Pitt because the Michigan State defense can't stop anything through the air. I mean, like quite literally, they were ranked last in FBS as far as pass defense. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a good time for a, a sophomore or junior quarterback to make a name for themselves for the starting position next year. I'm going to use Pitt as well. I'm going to go Michigan State here, I think. Losing the running back versus losing the quarterback is a smaller loss, and that's why I'm going Michigan State. All right. Wisconsin versus Arizona State. Wisconsin's favorite six and a half. Go Badgers. I love Wisconsin. Is is that like a a statement of who you're choosing Uh or just like a fun fact? Yeah. (laughs) I love Wisconsin. All right, I'm going to go Wisconsin too. Okay, number 17, Wake Forest versus number 25, AM. AM's favored by a three. Um, their starting quarterback, Zach Calzada, has uh, tr- entered into the transfer portal. And that offense was already kind of inept. Um, but that defense fucks. Uh, give me AM. Oh, yeah. Wow. You just gave two good reasons for. Yeah. Like, Here's two good reasons not to choose AM. AM. Yeah. I, I hate to see all the Aggies in the bar chanting SEC at this one after they win this, but I think AM's going to take it. 
I'm going to go Wake Forest. I think maybe a little, I know it's against what I just said, like two seconds ago about don't trust an ACC team, mm-hmm. but here I am. All right. Penn state versus number 21, Arkansas. Our Penn state's actually favored by a point, which is bullshit. Yeah. Give me the pit master. Ooh, love, I love that name. I'm just assuming you're also going pit master here, Styers. Yeah, because I think the Big Ten is an even more fraudulent conference and uh, bowl season. All right, number I'm going to Arkansas as well because I'm a ride or die. Um, <laughs> number nine, Oklahoma State University. Number versus number five, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is fared by by two. Give me Notre Dame. Yeah. Over Xerox State. Yeah, I'm gonna go Notre Dame here too. I think they're just gonna want to show it to Coach Kelly and just like give a big F you to him here. And that's what I think they'll do. Yeah. And number 15, Iowa, who can't pass worth shit versus number 22, Kentucky. Kentucky's favored by three. Yeah, give Uh, me Stoops, brother. Yeah, give give me Kentucky all day. If you're if you need uh, Iowa to score points, you are going to be dead. Well, then I'm about to be dead. <laughs> Call me dead because I'm going to Iowa. <laughs> number 11, Utah versus number six, D, Ohio State University. I'm pounding, I'm pounding Utah all day on this matchup. This does have the vibe of Utah comes out of nowhere to win this one. So I'm actually going to go with Stires here. I'm going the Ohio State. That is, the least, that is – uh, the least shocking pick I've ever heard from Christian. Um, they're blue blood. How can you pick against them? You can never pick against Ohio State. Come on. Um, that is Christian analysis right there. CJ um, Stroud, man. Um, no, I mean, honestly, okay. <laughs> honestly, like Ohio State has had trouble against physical teams all year, and Utah is a physical smash mouth team. They fuck. Well, they don't fuck. <laughs> I know BYU doesn't fuck. Utah probably fucks. They soak. That's I think that's BYU. Never mind. Speaking of another team that does definitely doesn't fuck. Baylor. (laughs) 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 Number seven, Baylor versus number eight, Old Miss. Old Miss basically is favored by a point because they're an SEC team. Who you got here? Uh, Baylor. Is Matt Corral playing? Do we know? Um, No idea. I don't I don't know. That'd be a good thing to look up. But I still think Old Miss wins here. I trust the lane train too much. Give me Baylor. I gotta go big twelve. Yeah. I trust Old Miss. Then number not ranked LSU versus Kansas State. Kansas State is actually favored here by three. Ema, give me the Wildcats. Every man a Wildcat. Every man a Wildcat. What you got, Stars? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna side with Christian on this. LSU really isn't that good. Agreed. And that proceeds with Bull Fest. It was a quick run through. If you want actual strategies on who to bet for, then I don't know why you're listening to us. Thank you for Bullfest. Not financial advice. Not financial advice. Not gambling advice. Now that we got through Bullfest, and before we get to the Spider-Man, the man of spiders, the webs shooting everywhere, we have probably what you've noticed. You're like, Ryan, there's two games that you didn't mention that you guys didn't go about. That's because we actually want to talk about the college football playoffs or the invitational of the SEC, as I like to call it. So let's first let's go with the first game, which is gonna be number four Cincinnati versus number one Alabama. Alabama is favored by 13 and a half. Is this a game you guys see any possibility of an upset? Do you think that's too many points? Um, so when you look on the paper and you kind of see Cincinnati's season, like their points per game, their defense has only allowed like 16 points per game. 
which is actually better than Alabama's but at the same time they had it in play in the SEC. So how much SEC bias is there or is Alabama the juggernaut we think they are? Uh, I think there's about a touchdown worth of SEC bias in that line. Um, I, I think there's that's too many points and I'd have to take Cincy on the line. I do think Alabama wins this game, but I do think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, it, it wasn't until the SEC championship game and against a bad offensive Auburn team that the Bama defense really stepped up. And even that SEC championship game, like what Georgia dropped 24 30 on them, like that, that Bama defense isn't what it was like eight years ago. Like whenever it was like all time great defenses, um, plus most importantly, Cincinnati has like a top fifteen uh draft pick in court for their cornerback Sauce Gardner. I mean, this guy balls, and the fact that uh Mechie for Bama tore his knee in the SEC uh, championship game. So now Bama is down to one. Oh, they're only down to one uh, first-round draft pick wide receiver. Oh, wow. How are they going to survive? I know. Uh, just the audacity of it. But now uh, you can basically just play matchups, have Sauce Gardner going against Jameson Williams for the entire game. Yeah. Um, so I think that definitely plays a lot more into Cincy's favor than people might believe. Um, I, I This game is honestly very interesting to me. I, I really want Cincy to pull the upset, but I'm not sure if they can hang for four quarters. Yeah, I mean, I before the playoffs started and when these teams are announced, I tweeted that I was all aboard the Cincy train, and that definitely has not changed. I, I'm all in on the Bearcats. I definitely want them to win everything. But I do think that this line is fair. I think it has to do with them being a group of five teams still. They're not in the Big 12 yet. Um, but the Cincinnati team, they're they're definitely really good, but this Bama team has definitely looked like a top-two team all year. They might not be that dominant team that we've seen them be in years past, including last season, but they're still a top-two team in the country and deserve to be ranked as such. And like you say that about Mechie going down and them only having one first-round draft pick as if the next man up isn't going to go in the first round in like two years or a year um, for Bama. We, we see this all the time. I mean, got me there. That's so, a fair point. yeah, it's just going to be the next next track star coming up. It's going to have some breakout game most likely. So that, that would not surprise me in the slightest. I, I really hope since he can play him close, like I really do, and I really hope they can pull off the upset. Nobody's going to be cheering for that more than me. But I think Bam is going to take him here. So I'm just trying to collect my thoughts and really think about what I want to go. Because when I look at this, every part of you wants to be, oh, the guy who called it, and the guy who called it. Like, ah, ha, 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 you guys are the idiots. Mm. I'm, picking, I'm picking Cincinnati. Um, but, I mean, there's been some games that Cincinnati had where it was a little too close for comfort. 
I mean, you look at the Tulsa game, it was like 28-20. Tulsa, I mean, Tulsa's not bad. Actually, how good is Tulsa? They're is okay. It, I think they're like an eight win road. Team. I mean, they, they, they're bowl eligible. They're bowl, they're seven and six. Okay. So they're bowl eligible. I mean, and they kind of they did take care of business with Houston. Not only that on Houston to give it 20 points. Um, I, I'm with Styers here. I think Alabama is just there's a little bit of SEC biased. I think people are kind of riding Alabama a little too hard. I think this is gonna be this is the perfect game before Alabama wins their next national championship. Because Cincinnati, I think, is going to come out in the first quarter or two, kind of punch Alabama in the mouth, and then depth is going to take over. That's what it's going to come down to. Second half adjustments and depth, and we're going to see just how good Cincinnati actually is. Is this just a bunch of seniors who kind of have their time to shine, or is this a program that actually is going to take the next step when it comes into the Big 12? But I'm still going Alabama. Fair enough. Can't since, blame since you. He's on gonna, that. Since he's gonna win now because we all picked Alabama. Yeah, I really hope so. I Was really that do. by design? We <laughs> won't say. Yeah, we'll take credit though if it is. Now the matchup that I think we all kind of wanted, and I definitely wanted to see, was a Cincy versus Georgia, like a rematch kind of thing going to the playoff. I think the storyline there would have been a lot better. But instead, we have Georgia versus Michigan. Georgia, ooh, surprise, surprise! The SEC team is favored by eight. Yeah, I think that is ridiculous, this line. I think – really, I think Michigan should be ranked number one, if we're being honest here. This team gives me a lot of the same vibes that that LSU team did with Joe Burrow. Their offense obviously isn't as capable as that team's was, but I'm just talking like pure attitude. Like when they won the Big Ten and knew they were going to go to the playoff, just listen to those interviews of McNamara and Hutchinson and those guys – like they're they're ready to go and they want this as bad as anybody. And I really think this Georgia team is pretty I'm overrated. Call, I, mean, I, I, I gotta stop you right there, Christian. Part of the reason why that LSU team had that attitude is because that offense was literally one of the greatest off college offenses we've I mean, ever seen. And, yeah, and but, uh, but still, I mean if you think about yeah, the they just have that attitude. attitude. It's the they have attitude. confidence. Like I remember during that playoff, right, Ohio State and LSU is the talk who's going to be number one and get the one seed to play the OU team that was a little down with Jalen Hurts that had no defense. And, like, Ryan Day's up there, oh, we deserve to be number one because we're the best team, yada, yada. And then LSU, they get the mic. They're like, we don't care where you rank us. We'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime, anyplace, and we'll come out on top. Uh, Michigan was they had that same vibe to me, at least from what I listened. So I was like, you know what? I, I'm gonna go blue here. I, I think Michigan pulls off the, the upset, even though they're ranked higher than Georgia. I just Georgia's got a great defense, but their offense is not good. I mean, I, I agree, yeah. and I think that game against Alabama really explode, yeah. exposed Georgia. They, they didn't play it, anybody all year. Like, yeah, it, it, well, that was the other thing is that it exposed Georgia. The fact that whenever you take a look at uh, their the list of teams that they played, they really hadn't played anybody all year except for Alabama. Yeah. And I mean. The, the Michigan offense plays into the Georgia defense is strength uh, a little bit more. Um, however, I, if it comes down to if Georgia needs to needs a play from their quarterback, Georgia's going to fucking pull. Yeah. I mean, 
are you really going to tell me that JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett is going to rise to the occasion and pull Georgia through? Come on. We've never seen it before. I mean, that what is it? Aiden Hutchinson, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Those guys, those guys are going to eat oh, yeah. whoever's playing quarterback alive. For sure. That Michigan defense can... It, like they down the stretch, they've just got taken it to the next level. I I agree with you, Christian. Like Michigan, Michigan's gonna take it. Yeah, I know Michigan. They like the power football and they like to run the football, but we've seen they can throw it when they need to. They just don't really have to because their defense is so stout and they can just play strong defense and run out the clock. But if they have to throw the football, they can. I would I would argue it's mostly because Hassan Haskins is a fucking dude. Yeah, no, their their run offense is crazy. They just drive it down the field, burn the clock, and their defense doesn't it's give a up top scores. Ten run offense, like, of course you're gonna run the ball. That offensive line fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say that this is probably gonna be the best defense that Georgia's had to face the entire year. I was going through their schedule, looking at it. I mean, Alabama defense isn't up to par to what they used to be. I mean, the other SEC defenses and SEC teams they've played have, I mean, they're a joke. I mean, the SEC does have a very high ceiling. Yeah. But, we both, but I think we can all kind of agree that the floor of the SEC, especially in a certain conference that Georgia's in, um, is a little lower than the rest of the SEC. The least. Yeah, the least. So, I mean, supposedly the Georgia's defense is giving uh, like less than 10 points a game, um, but I don't think that's really indicative of what Michigan can do. Uh, you look at the past three games they've had, you've had Maryland, OSU, or the Ohio State and Iowa. All those games they scored more than 42 points um, or 42 or more points. So this offense does fuck, as Styers would say, um, to give to quote the man himself. And I think what's going to happen, um, one thing that really showed – to me when it came to the Alabama game is how easily a Georgia quarterback is rattled. Yeah. And I basically, I'm just saying exactly what Cyrus is saying. So I'll stop talking. I'm going Michigan. They got Stenson Bennett scared for his life. We watched Georgia win now that we all pick Michigan. That's how it usually goes. Right. Yeah. I mean, but if it ends up being Georgia since the rematch, Oh, the Georgia Bama. There. Oh Georgia Bama. Well, no. we, all, we all picked Alabama, so therefore, since he's going to win, we all picked Michigan, so now Georgia's going to win. Did Georgia, Georgia didn't play since he, though. Yeah, last, last year. Oh, last, last year. Okay. Okay. Last year's Peach Bowl. Oh, yeah. that's right. Where since he like had the mass, like had like a two touchdown lead and lost it because oh, Georgia man. woke up in the second half, and then like all the all the Cincinnati players like stood outside and like watched them celebrate, and like <laughs> the coach was like, "This is what fucking happens." So, but that's right. what it is. But I think it's now time, if you want to say the words, Christian. Yeah, so we cannot have this episode after what just took place this weekend across the big screen across America with the second highest grossing domestic movie in American history in opening weekend. We we just can't not talk about this. So we have to talk Spider-Man. Obviously, if you guys have not seen this movie yet and you plan on watching this, then I'm going to give out a huge spoiler warning because we are definitely going to go over spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled for this, then I highly advise that you go ahead and press pause on this and listen to this segment after you watch Spider-Man. 
And if you have not watched it yet, definitely go as soon as you possibly can because you will not be disappointed. But you've been warned. Don't come at me getting mad saying, oh, you spoiled Spider-Man for me. I told you we were going to do it. So there you go. Okay. Takeaways about Spider-Pig being in the film. I was surprised (laughs) that Peter Porker was – I thought they'd bring back Andrew Garfield. But the fact they brought back – John Mulaney and Peter Porker. Oh Peter my Porker. God. I mean, Peter I, at first I was like, what are they doing? And then he gave that first, he gave that one John Laney joke where he's like, my wife and I got divorced. And I was like, ah, Peter Porker, you got me. <laughs> that was a test, everybody. If you haven't stopped listening, then now's the time. Okay. <laughs> okay so now honest reactions uh, from the field, uh, fr- from the film. Fully erect. Full um, time. Full on raging two and a half inch boner the entire time yeah sticking out further than doc ox tentacles i mean i mean, not good. I mean I'm, I'm flattered but no we're, we're talking like maybe like a, like a pencil that's been used all the way <laughs> um honestly like this this film it did not feel like it was two and a half hours i it's the same thing as <laughs> yeah. uh end game it did not it did not feel as long as it was that's how your it, sex tape <laughs> that's kind of a compliment though right a quick explosion of a pumpkin bomb (laughs) oh god you're the fucking worst all right so no but seriously like this movie had it all like it had me feeling emission uh emotions uh i'm i felt an emotion it was pretty intense um i'm pretty sure robocop uh like i i saw in the corner of my eye i saw uh christian shedding a couple tears oh i was balling man uh, oh was, yeah yeah uh definitely like at the end uh whenever aunt may was dying oh, yeah. like, christian like there were definitely tears streaming down oh, his yeah. face oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I was crying i, 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 I was have definitely no shame feel... in mentioning that talk about the yeah. ultimate like pump fake than hell mary toss to have aunt, aunt may get hit i'm like she's dead yeah and then she gets up like nothing happened. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, that's yeah. kind of stupid. And then she's like, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, it's like, oh, the entire comes. audience of the theater I was in, Pack Theater in Fort Smith, yeah. saw, just goes, no. And then, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. yeah, it was definitely emotional. I laughed. I cried. I mean, this movie was hilarious. There were a lot of great it jokes. It really was. I mean, it was so funny. I mean, all the jokes, especially about the old Spider-Man movies and Obviously, as a young kid growing up, right when the first really comic book movies hit the big screen was Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. And to see his character return was just like, it is so fulfilling for me to see that. Just absolutely incredible. And I thought Andrew Garfield was absolutely excellent as well. For all movie. the shit that uh, yeah. Andrew Garfield received, oh yeah, um, and, and the just like the regular yeah. Spider-Man movies, he his performance in this movie was honestly amazing. Yeah, like it okay. was. So he was an amazing Spider-Man. He was One an amazing say. Spider-Man. One could say, um, like his delivery on stuff, like his mm-hmm. humor, oh, like yeah. everything. Like it, it really was well done, and then just the sentimental Toby yeah. 
I yeah. loved it. I loved every second of it. Yeah, no, the reveals were definitely cool. Like when they brought Garfield in, you see those big giant Spider-Man eyes, the basketball-looking Spider-Man face. Is like, uh, they're about to introduce Garfield here. Um, but it's definitely cool. And like having all three of them point at each other, like the Spider-Man meme. And having oh, yeah. that and then having them being like extremely shocked that Toby could shoot the webs out of his wrist and he didn't have to make the web shooters and just throwing in a bunch of jokes like that it was just hilarious. All right, and, I think we yeah. can all agree the best joke of the entire movie is Tom Holland being like, guys, I was in the Avengers. And they're like, yeah. oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Is that a band? Yeah. Are you in a he, band? He's like, oh, that sounds super cool. What's that? <laughs> is that a band? God, just... <laughs> I think the best way to put it, it was the perfect mixture of nostalgia yeah. and innovative. Like, yeah, um, if you I told agree. if you told me like the if you told someone five years ago, hey, they're gonna do the multiverse and have three Spider Mans in one film, I'd be like, okay, no fucking yeah. way, they're not gonna go yeah. that far. Yeah, but think about it, because I mean, you basically have the Spider Man that we grew up with, the Spider Man yeah. that kind of sustained us, and then this new Spider Man all in the same film like this yep. is the perfect correlation of kind of like bringing together our childhood into a totally. film that we all enjoy I and mean, that's why it's so lovable i mean that's why it's yeah. second in the box office all time and think about it one thing i want to point out the top five movies like to have with their um gross income yeah um tom holland's been in four of the five so talk about star power right there yeah that man knows definitely. what the fuck he's doing yeah he's I mean, it's, been, been, it's been in one role yeah. It's been in the Spider-Man yeah. role, so it's yeah. more of a does Spider-Man make the actor, or does the actor make Spider-Man? Yeah. I'd almost give the argument that anyone playing Spider-Man yeah. has that success. Yeah, I will say this. Tom Holland, up until this movie, I wouldn't say was a great Spider-Man, but he's a great MCU Spider-Man. But this movie actually felt like a Spider-Man movie, where they stayed within the confines of New York. It felt more like friendly neighborhood Spider-Man actually fighting in the city of new york and trying to save the city and everything and just how like dark it was and how like he had the weight of the shoulders or weight of the world on his shoulders and his alone well him and his friends obviously like mj and ned but and obviously toby and garfield coming in to help out but it was just really cool to see typically he's had help from whether it's tony stark or nick fury and happy and Others, this was kind of the first one where he really like felt alone and he's trying to, you know, just be a young teenager and just piece everything back together. So my argument against that and why I think it's great what they've done, if you think about it, these like he's had what he's been in five movies now, five or six movies. Yeah, something like we've that. had a five to six movie origin story. Yeah. Think about that. We've had a five to six movie Spider-Man origin story. Like to where it's not like oh like oh okay he's just a yeah. super smart teenager who could make all this stuff no like he got he got help from Tony Stark he got help from different components mm-hmm. like that's all what kind of came into it um, is showing really how this potential central piece of the MCU came to be like think about what they done with Wandavision what they done with Doctor Strange like this second phase or well, I think we're like third phase now third or fourth no, phase no it's phase four now yeah, phase four. Think about the depth we have with all these characters because they've been building these characters up some since phase two, some since phase one. Like it's incredible what they've done to where like we're really getting more emotionally attached to these characters and movies than I think we've ever done before. Uh, No, I wholeheartedly agree. But also uh, 
a nice little pro tip for you to uh, use on determining uh, what phase we're in. Every phase of Marvel, uh, a phase ends with an Avengers movie. Oh, I don't know. I have not noticed that. How many major movies have they been? I mean, I, I dude, I've ingested so much Marvel; it all runs together. Yeah, uh, no, there I, were two I, Avengers in Phase Three, though. Well, what is it? Uh, Endgame slash well, two uh, parts. Well, in, yeah, well Infinity War and then Endgame. Yeah, Infinity yeah. War and Endgame are yeah. more or less yeah. like um how yeah one, yeah you understand like two For parts sure. yeah and Infinity War was the setup and then Endgame yeah. with the Endgame. But yeah, uh, so what is it? Uh, Infinity War Endgame ends Phase Three. Age of Ultron ends phase two, and uh, Avengers, just the first one, mm-hmm. ends phase one. Okay. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely perfect Spider Man, though. You know, just nerdy kid going through crazy adversity and saving the city. I mean, that's exactly what we want to see. Just building emotional relationships on the way. I am interested with how they're going to introduce potentially like because what they did here is we don't want to maybe don't want to admit it or even thought about it yet they've done a soft reboot to Spider Man yeah they have a yeah. blanks like they have blanks like sandbox yeah. like a sandbox yeah they have a sandbox in front of them but yeah. how would you go about introducing a Gwen Stacy or a Harry Osborn or even even a Nor- Norman Osborn because like he knows they exist now. yeah well I mean we know Oscorp <laughs> right what at least wasn't in this universe of the multiverse because norman osborne is like my company's gone every nothing's here well see um, I, w- yeah. I would argue that um he knows about norman yeah well he doesn't yeah, yeah he knows how but he doesn't know necessarily like what harry is the fact yeah. that he is the hop might be the hobgoblin and yeah. all so, of that so I, I think that carries some weight but um before like i want to make any like too uh, like bold of a suggestion i need to know what happens in the multiverse of madness because that movie is like a very big deal with what happens uh, with coming marvel universe yeah i mean that's for sure but i mean i'm just gonna start shooting shots because i think what i just what i do i just started i started blasting um so i'll say one hot suggestion i think it'd be kind of cool is that instead of having harry osborne have norman osborne be the same age as, as peter parker and have it be an entire storyline to where peter parker is trying to change the future of norman osborne to where he doesn't end up becoming what he's going to become i think that's very very spider-man-esque and i think it'd be kind of a fun take yeah i mean he's living in the shitty apartment in the city now. And he, he's obviously sewing his own uniform, which is really cool and really kind of a nod back to the Toby verse or the comics. Yeah. You know, if you want to, I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Uh, that suit he donned at the end of the movie was the hot. Yeah. Like comic faithful or comic book faithful Spider-Man suit we've seen out of all of the Spider-Mans yeah. and Ryan, I wholeheartedly would agree with you. I had a solid erection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a solid two and a half to maybe three and a quarter inches. Yeah, <laughs> nice pumpkin bomb in the pants there. But I think that'd be pooping yourself. I, yeah. I, that would <laughs> have happened too. Yeah. But... <laughs> Fun fact about Christian. Yeah. 
<laughs> my goodness. Yeah, no, we did see the end credit scene, obviously, where we have Tom Hardy's Venom and the black goo gets left behind in that bar in the middle of nowhere that he was at. So they might go the Venom route with Spider-Man as well, considering that we just saw that in an end credit scene. I would love to see if um, Venom gets introduced into the MCU. That would be yeah. awesome. I don't think we'll have any like Topher Grace sightings, but I, I do think. That'd be funny. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, they definitely did set up at least Venom down the road at some point. So so we'll see. Now, um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm this genuinely with all the character building that they've done uh, for the next phase of Marvel superheroes. Uh, I'm genuinely ins- excited to see um, like the narrative they craft, the story they create, the entire world that they build um, for Marvel. It's genuinely something I've been entertained and I'm excited to watch. Um, everything about this, like I going into this, like I Spider-Man was just something I kind of casually watched. I'm not, I'm not like Ryan where I was to die for mm. about Spider-Man. Dude, Spider-Man's the best fucking superhero. In the he world. is by far. But, he is the best superhero, most relatable, coolest, just all around the best. But like, honestly, if you haven't like read the it, if you read the classic Spider-Man comics and tell me he's not the best superhero. Okay, I, that's something I need to do. But uh, honestly, it started with um, uh, Far From Home, like. Just the amount it humanized him, and then watching No Way Home, I'm that's honestly one of the most, or like one of the best and most expertly crafted uh, superhero movies I've seen in a long time. No, absolutely, and I think we're gonna have to see Tom Holland really carry the torch of this new phase of the MCU with both. Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans stepping down in their respective roles because they were probably the two biggest stars before Endgame, obviously, and do the first three phases. But now I think you're going to have to watch Tom Holland and Spider-Man kind of take the reins here. Yeah, no, I hardly agree with you on that. At least in terms of the popularity contest, not necessarily who's the most important and the storyline and everything, but... In terms of what's going to put asses in the seats, it's got to be Spider-Man. 100%. I think this people are making all these jokes about how cinema's dead, how movie theaters are never going to come back. One Spider-Man movie is kind of showing yeah. like that's a bunch of bullshit. Just make better movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Make, right. don't, make, don't make a freaking old-fashioned Western or some like Viking movie about yeah. two guys who messed, molested a woman. I don't know. Have a fun movie. Yeah, yeah uh, we get and Doc then, Ock in the trailer and the pumpkin bomb. And, don't just blame it yeah. on millennials uh, not wanting to go see your movie because you made a bad movie. I don't know. Fuck you, Ridley Scott. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I mean, you're you're completely right. Spider-Man, No Way Home. <laughs> what? It, draw, it posted $300 million box office uh, worldwide i think like 230 domestic yeah Yeah, it it was something absolutely uh, ridiculous it was fantastic it was such a good movie 
I highly recommend for everybody to go watch it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, honestly, just like the entire humor dealt between Jamie Foxx and Doc, <laughs> uh, what is it, Alfred Molina as yeah. Doc Ock, like it was beautiful. It was a just expertly crafted movie. Yep. I enjoyed it so much. Not absolutely cannot wait to get a rewatch here very soon. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess the last thing I'll say is that. The final scene where Peter Parker like looks at Mary, mm-hmm. looks, not, not Mary Jane, Melissa Jones, um, MJ, <laughs> and looks at her, and he sees that like she's still like hurt from his like being involved in his life, and he's just like, "Yeah, no, like you're safer without me." Heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. I bawled like a baby, like ball, like I was like, <laughs> "No," <laughs> like that hurts, like that hits on a different level now. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be like. Because I was, I think, I don't think Megan and I were dating when Endgame came out. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe we were, maybe we weren't. Um, but, like, the Captain America scene, I was like, oh, whatever. Pfft, that's bullshit. Mm. Now, like, a, like the Captain America scene or the scenes like that make me cry like a bitch. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm compromised. Oh, I caught this. And whenever I pointed it out to Christian, he didn't realize. Oh, her it. wearing the necklace? Her wearing the necklace? Uh, it's even better. Oh, uh, I didn't. I didn't no. even catch that. No, she wears the necklace. Yeah, she the broken one. It's broken. From, oh fuck! Damn, yeah. that is that's super she's, heartbreaking. Yeah, but, so, yeah. uh, she's, she's wearing the necklace, and he's just in there just talking. <laughs> so at <sighs> the very end, after uh, everybody's memory of Peter Parker gets wiped, when he whenever he walks into the donut shop, there's an old man sitting at the back. Do you realize who that old man is? It's not Stanley. Yeah. Or- right it's fucking hank pym no it was hank pym ant-man's everywhere <laughs> no that's not ant-man it's yeah the, uh, but the scientist behind it so, i'm sorry yeah. have you read the old comics do you know the original ant-man yes i know <laughs> he's the original ant-man god <laughs> bitch but he's not the current ant-man well, just because you're not the current president doesn't mean you're not the president. Well, whatever. But Once yeah. an Ant-Man, always an Ant-Man. <laughs> but, but legitimately... OG it, Ant-Man. It was Hank Pym sitting at the counter at, there at the end of the movie. I'm not sure if like that was just something they put just to fuck with everybody or if there was there was a reason for it. Who but knows, that man. was him. Everything has a reason. They'll probably like, start yeah. Ant-Man like into the, whatever the Ant-Man movie is going to be called, like started right there in the donut shop. Hey, Just have Spider-Man in every movie. Next, Spider-Man goes shrinks down with yeah. Ant-Man next movie. I'm down for I'm it. Down. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm down. Paul Rudd doesn't know who he is. I'm down. Let's go. Or Paul, no, have the entire movie be Paul Rudd remembers exactly who Peter Parker is. And he <laughs> can't convince anyone. That's the entire Ant-Man movie. Just Paul Rudd's character being like, or Scott, Scott being like, hey, Peter, how's it going, man? <laughs> That'd be the entire movie. I'd yeah. be down for it. You can eat I'd that honestly sandwich. be down for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just shows up out, out of the, um, oh, God, what the, um, what's that, the quantum the realm? Quantum realm, yeah. Just like, yo, Peter, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he was in the quantum realm, would the spell go to the quantum realm? That, that's the question. I mean, you have to ask, ask your physician. 
I mean, if the snap didn't apply in the quantum realm. Or he was spared. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the half that made it out. Who knows? Who knows? So that's that's just the brain teasing stuff. But I think do you have any any last thoughts for Spider Man? I know I gave mine. You guys have any more? Um, no, the, those are my last thoughts on Spider Man. Movie of the year. Movie of the year. Yeah, movie of the year. So I guess you want to you lead us in our last sign off for the year, Christian? All right, I guess I will, guys. Well, we truly appreciate everyone's love and support for this podcast uh i can tell you right now all your feedback to us means the world to all of us um it's truly touching that many of you have enjoyed listening to us and that that's just incredible for all of us to hear so that definitely doesn't go unnoticed Uh, so we thank you for making it this far um all of us we do have friends and families as well so we are going to take a one to two week hiatus from recording we will and be back yeah. whenever it is 2022 yeah, exactly so we're gonna let everybody catch up and spend some time with their friends and family this holiday season and we will see you guys in the new year and we cannot wait to see you guys again can't wait stay guys frosty everybody stay cold stay bold all right guys see you on the flippity flip what was that You're as cold as ice You're willing to say